what's up? Welcome back to another episode of 200 and Counting. I'm just going to jump right into it because I'm super excited about this documentary. I'm super excited to do this episode. I've been talking to people about this doc for so long. It's not on streaming services yet. This is the first doc I've done an episode on that isn't on streaming services. I mean, I'm sure you could find it with Google. It premiered it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in like January. And I went to an actual theater to see this documentary, like fucking caveman, I know. So went to the theater, saw this doc. I'm so excited to talk about it. I've been talking about it for weeks. I'm glad this episode's finally coming out so I can like let out all of this, all the thoughts that I have. And yeah, it's got quite a name, which I'm sure you've seen. This episode's doc is Hail Satan. Satanic Temple was an idea between a handful of people directly confronting authority. This makes life fun. The first thing that's really interesting about it is that the title has a question mark behind it. So technically it's Hail Satan. And I was listening to another podcast called Pure Nonfiction that interviews documentary filmmakers. And the this film's director was saying that she included the question mark as an invitation to people so that like people wouldn't be as turned off coming in, just seeing a sign that just says Hail Satan. They'd kind of question it and be like, hmm, hail Satan, why would I do that? You know what I mean? And just kind of like reel them in, which I think is fair. The question mark is really there as an invitation. It's like there to like make it a little bit less confrontational. Like maybe there's like something in the question mark that might like make someone wonder what this movie's about. And maybe it's a little bit less of a, yeah, it's literally not a declarative statement. I think I actually went to see this documentary like three days before Easter. And I was like, whoops, sorry, Jesus. Anyway, besides the name, as you could probably guess, it's about Satanists. It's about the satanic temple. Surprisingly, it's not about literal devil worship. That's not what they do for the most part, from what we saw anyway. There's like some splinter groups that we'll get into, but from what you see in the documentary, it's like 70% trolling, 20% community work. And then I'm assuming the other 10% are like rituals, but like its main purpose is about community. And the crux of the issue, like the drama in this film that starts it off and surrounds most of it is state officials somewhere in like Arkansas or something like that. I don't even know. Like, I've spoken before about how I feel about those states. Anyway, some government officials want to have a Ten Commandments statue outside of a government building. And the Satanists were like, well, actually, um, this isn't a Christian nation and there are other religions beside Christianity. So if you want to have a Ten Commandments statue representing the Bible, then other religions should be able to have their statues too. And we should be able to have a statue of Satan as a goat with two little kids next to him. Lucifer, the Prince of Darkness, is an image that many Satanists revere. The Satanic Temple, based in New York, now wants to build a seven-foot monument of Satan. And so that was like their big claim to fame, was trying to get this huge statue, which they actually had built. It was like Satan as a goat, with two kids next to him. I don't know if that's like a typical, like what he usually looks like. I don't really dabble in satanic imagery, go figure. But, um, that was the, that was a statue. And they were like, look, if you take down your 10 commandments statue, we don't even need ours up because we're just really trying to prove a point. We don't actually want our statue up. And honestly, I'm not with the Satan shits, but they have a point. This is a nation where we have freedom of religion. We are supposed to have separation of church and state. You cannot favor one religion over another. If you're going to have a Christian monument up, why not have a Jewish one? Why not have a Muslim one or literally any other religion standing up tall and proud at the state capitol? I smell some hatred. It will be a very cold day in hell 
before we are ever forced to put up a permanent monument on the state capitol grounds that's as offensive as this group that hides behind fake names as they travel the country. What they were mainly trying to do was just troll and force the government to realize the hypocrisy of what it is that they were saying and either get them to take down the monument or like let them have their monument up. Obviously, they were not trying to let them have their monument up there. Like you can kind of see that from the you know, from the jump, I think we would all be aware if something like that had happened. Um, but I think it's it's pretty amazing that they're confronting this injustice head on in like a really, really big way to be like, we think this is ridiculous. Let's show you why it's ridiculous in like a really, really big, crazy, full scale way that's going to make you quake in your little boots. So the Satanists are organizing and they're going to council meetings. They're doing all of these things to build momentum. And the man who started this iteration of the Satanic Temple is Lucian Greaves. He seems like a fine guy. I'm sure everyone is different. I'm not trying to piss off some Satanists. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm not about to sit up here and talk about this man. He was minding his business, whatever. You know, I wasn't necessarily surprised. I'll say when I saw what he looked like, I wasn't surprised. At first he hires an actor to dress up and go talk to the cameras. And the guy's wearing like some horns and a cape and he like goes to talk to the press and he's just really trying to fuck with everybody. Like, haha, look at us. Mm-hmm, that's right, we're Satanists. What are you gonna do about it? It's a beautiful day here at the state capitol. Great day to be a Satanist. I believe it and I'm very excited about it. But after a while, Lucian was like, and he says this, he was like, I, you know, I know what's best about Satanism. I want to be the voice. I want to talk to the press. I want to do all of that. So he starts doing the press conferences. He starts being the talking head. He goes on Fox News a lot, not because they were like Fox News fans, but because you know how Fox News loves to invite people on just so they can yell at them. And what's that man? That one guy, I think Tucker Carlson, he's always sitting there with his mouth open, bringing guests on his show as if he doesn't disagree with them just to like yell at them and be like what the hell is it, is it the worship of satan no we're actually non-theistic and modern satanism has been recognized as non-theistic for some time now They're i dumb. guess the reason i'm pressing you on this is because i i sort of know a fake media story when i see one and the whole satanism thing seems like that this seems like a way to sure. just kind of give the finger to everyone else that's what lucian's press tour pretty much was he would go on the news explain their cause to people and the things that they were saying and they made sense. He was a very rational person, as the director was saying. He spoke to a lot of different outlets. Um, mainly, though, when he was on Fox, it was like, Satanism, but how? The devil? Ooh. So is it like Lucian, as in Lucifer? Is that where, is that why you're called that? Sure, as you like. That's not just as you like. I don't, like, is that your birth name? No, it's not. Okay. And not a single one of those interviews ever really gave you any more information about what the Satanists were about. It was really just trying to make them look dumb, but that got like a lot of people around the country paying attention to them. And it got other people being like, hey, I want to join Satanism too. Oh my God. Their main message was really separation of church and state and showing people how ridiculous it is to impose strictly Christian rules on everyone in this country. And I'm saying this as somebody who grew up in a very, very, very Christian elementary school so like, you know, I get it. Like, I get it. I know what goes on. I understand all the Bible stories, but that doesn't mean that you can force your religion onto other people. That's just not how life works. Everybody needs to just bring it down several notches. But they did things besides like fight for the monument. They also protested the Westboro Baptist Church, which I am 100% 
for I can totally get behind that because the Westboro Baptist Church want to be out here being homophobic, transphobic, every type of phobic. I know they probably don't like black people. They've never said it. I don't really follow them like that, but I can't imagine that they like people of color. I would be very surprised. So the Satanists go and they perform rituals on the grave of the mother of the Westboro Baptist Church founder. They just like go and like really mess with these people. And it's like a great way for them to one, get back at some homophobes, but two, to build up their brand. Hashtag influencer. But really, they're making like tons of headlines doing all of this. The ceremony involved two same-sex couples kissing over her grave. They then declared Katherine Johnson a lesbian in the afterlife. They also go and mess with anti-abortion protesters by dressing grown men up with like these huge crying baby heads, which it doesn't sound as funny as it looked, but like they dance around the anti-abortion protesters. It was like performance art, but whatever. It would like freak them out and really throw them off. And it was like deeply ironic, you know, like that kind of thing. And through all of this, they're in the news. They're making headlines. Their movement is growing to epic proportions. Side note, the internet is really something. It's really something because a bunch of Satanists meeting online, it was like, I wonder if they have like Tinder for Satanists. Can you imagine? What would that be called? I guess it could still be called Tinder because there's a spark and a flame and you're burning in hell. I don't know. I'll go back to the drawing board with that joke. So here they are. They're making headline after headline, processing things, going places, stirring up trouble to make a point, which, hey, great causes. I can't blame them. Mess with the Westboro Baptist Church. Like, do your thing, shorty. They decide to go to Boston. Also, at this point, the Satanic Temple is like pretty, pretty sizable. There's like a good amount of them. They decided to go to Boston, which is a super Catholic city. And they go there and they want to do a black mass, which is like, I I forget the exact word they used to describe it, but it was like a more depraved version of a regular Catholic mass, which I was like, first of all, why it gotta be black? And I didn't grow up Catholic, but I was like, ooh, this sounds like it is some drama. And I can't really, you know, like I am all for the trolling the government part. Like, you know, that's cool. I'm all for protesting the Westboro Baptist Church. I don't mess with I'll mess with things like that, like otherworldly, supernatural, um, you know, playing with fate, like cursing God types. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to just mind my little human business and we won't be doing that. So a bunch of people came out and started protesting the satanic temple. And they were like, no, 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 no. Y'all are not about to have some black mass up in here in Boston. And then the Satanists were like, then the Satanists were like, the Catholic church has been covering up abuse for years and years and years. And now they all want to come out behind this. And I was like, that is true. That is true. And I would just leave that information there. So some people were like, it's just going to be a few of us, no big deal. And then all of a sudden it was like, we're making a statement. We should be allowed to do this in public. Yada, yada, yada. Either way, it didn't happen. And they ended up not being able to have their back, their black mass in public. And some random Chinese restaurant let them have it there instead. And I bet those owners were like, Ooh, we about to make some money off these weirdos. Go ahead with your weird ass selves. But also like one thing that was kind of weird was they were like, oh, we couldn't have the black mass in public. So we had it in this restaurant. And then that was it. They like didn't mention any details, which I found odd because they mentioned details of literally every other thing. But they were like, yeah, we just went and did this thing. And it felt almost like because they didn't get to do it in public and because there wasn't some spectacle behind it, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we don't really need to talk about that as much as we did the other things, which I was like, okay. but can we go back to the part about it being depraved or whatever? Like, what is it that you guys do? And so Even though Lucian's new clique, they were getting all the attention and the drama, 
Um, apparently, go figure, Satanism didn't even start with Lucian Greaves. I guess like Satan worship. I don't know. But there was like a satanic scare, Satanism scare or something like that in the 80s and 90s. And it was mainly because of like metal music and Dungeons and Dragons, which I find hilarious. Parents, warning signs that might indicate a child's drift towards Satanism include abrupt emotional changes, changes in school habits, rejection of parental value. And the people they interviewed kept being like, oh, if you listen to metal and you played Dungeons and Dragons back in the 80s all day, everyone thought you were a weirdo. Like everyone thought I was a weirdo. Like I lost friends because their parents thought that I worshiped Satan. I mean... Were they wrong, though? I mean, now you worship Satan, so maybe they were a little bit right. I, You know, the Dungeons and Dragons thing is funny as it is. I say this as someone who used to exclusively read fantasy novels about squirrels who fought battles in the woods as a child. So, like, I know a weirdo when I see one. They mainly use this as context to be like, this was also a movement in the 80s and 90s and see how we were treated by the press. They interviewed someone who was, like, super into devil worship in the 80s and led and he did a lot of press conferences at the time and he was like it's always been about trolling the devil worship scare just ruined people's lives which like sure if you were wrongly accused of being a satanist if you're wrongly accused of anything that's messed up but they tried to compare that to like the salem witch trials uh, you know it, it gave me very the vibes of like the house of un-american activities committee like red scare type stuff like people were like oh people were falsely accused and they went to jail and they shouldn't have and I'm not about to sit here and say that people should have gone to jail. I don't know the details, but that was but that was one other hole in the dock to me was that they kept being like they had this whole part where people could like complain about how people got locked up for being falsely accused. But they never mentioned like any of the crimes. They didn't say who went to jail or why or when they just showed like B-roll of people being locked up in the 80s. That could have been anything like I just want to know what it was exactly. And then I'll make the determination as to whether or not that was that serious. They kind of treated it as if they'd been like really persecuted in the past and like, uh, you know, when it was like, who? OK, all right, I guess. Otherwise, it seems like someone just did some crazy crime and y'all are just assuming they're decent people just because they're big fans of Satan. And I don't know. That just is not enough for me. In the context of this documentary, Satanism and the Satanic Temple has like seven tenets and they have it listed on their website. Most of the tenets were about helping other people. Like their mission statement, according to their site, is this is a direct quote, to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense and justice, and be directed by the human conscience to undertake noble pursuits guided by the individual will. There are so many big words there and I barely like, okay. But anyway, basically it's just like activism is cool. Like helping others is lit. Ay. But the reason I want to keep clarifying this in the context of the documentary is that we see very, very little of the bad part of Satanism. Like walking away from this for all you know, like Satanism is just peaches and rainbows. There's negative parts of every religion. There's bad people in every religion. And surely in a religion called Satanism, literally named after Satan, there are some bad people. Like there must be someone in its history who's used it in a non-trolling manner. Some crazy guy out in like Montana or one of those Midwestern M states. I should stop picking on the Midwest. That's messed up. But it's true. Like, you know, how do you deal with someone like that coming in wild and doing something in the name of Satanism? 
How do you deal with someone like that doing something wild in the name of Satanism because you already have the card stacked against you? And in that case, the person is talking about something completely different than your little like, let's troll the government and help people type of stuff. The only real conflict they address in terms of like people who strayed from the mainstream Satanism, quote unquote, was Jex Blackmore, who led the Detroit chapter of the Satanic Temple. And they say that she eventually like becomes too radical and started talking about doing like crazy stuff and they had to break her off. And so she had to like splinter off and do her own thing. And while they're talking about this, they were showing the craziest B-roll of her in like a dark room. There's like topless people having blood poured on them in front of a crowd in the dark. Like, so yeah, sure. She's a wild card, but also the whole temple were involved in that black mass. So like, what kind of dark stuff does that involve? And we never heard what that was about. So, you know, they're out here accusing Jax of doing this, that, and the third. And it's like, well, guys, aren't you also doing things? It was painted very much as like, one of them were just like trying to have fun, but also do the occasional black mass. And then Jax was trying to like, do like all of this stuff with blood and like a pig head and just all sorts of things. Also, not to be whatever, but there was an episode of King of the Hill about this. And if you don't know me, I love King of the Hill and it relates to every aspect of everyday life. Anyway, there's a whole episode of King of the Hill where Bobby accidentally becomes a witch. Please check it out. I think it's season six or seven. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. I thought including Jax and her decision to break off from the church because she felt stifled and because she felt like it was becoming too much of a corporation. I thought that was interesting, but... Like I mentioned earlier, I think my main issue with the film was that it was pretty much all positive all the way through. And the director, Penny Lane, she even said that these Satanists felt like heroes to her and to her team. And so they were pretty much portrayed that way. Like we were just like, these people are weirdly heroes. And it just felt like really cool to be able to elevate, you know, those kind of skeptical, heretical outsiders to that to that heroic status. To me though, it felt like, is there anything else going on? Like they talked about Jex, it implied that she was gonna like fly off the handle and like do some real wild shit. And then I was like, okay, is anyone else in the group doing anything wild? Cause really all it takes is one of them to do something a little bit weird and it makes all of them look crazy as hell. Anyway, at one point in her interview, the director talks about how all these people had like poor social skills and she was like, they're really open about the fact that they do. And I was like, yeah, I could kind of see that. Like y'all met online and I might put you on a watch list if I met you in any other context. But also on the other hand, it was kind of touching to see how all of these people who were misfits, they came together with this mission to build an inclusive community and help marginalized groups. I was like, oh, look at you guys doing your weird little rituals that I want no part of, but can respect from a distance as long as you don't bother me. Oh, Satanism is looking out for the other because we are the other. Like it was cute. It was cute. And it was racially diverse, which was surprising. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because this seems like some thing that only a certain group of people would do. But you know what? I went in there assuming it would be a certain type of person. And when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. So let me just leave that one alone. But even though all these people were supposedly rejecting organized religion, rejecting society, trolling people, at one point someone asks like, hey, why not just be an atheist? Because then technically you're still rejecting organized religion. And one of them's like, oh, but it's not as fun to be an atheist because you don't have all the rituals. And I'm like, okay, well then that's like a huge part of religion. Religion is the rituals. Otherwise you're just talking to yourself in a room alone. So they want all the trap 
trappings of a religion without the literal Satan worship, but also the community service. Like, I mean, go off, help others. That's great. Like completely no sarcasm there. My takeaway from this though, is that whether or not you're Christian, Muslim, Jewish, Hindu, a Satanist, whatever, there's a smorgasbord of beliefs to choose from. Everyone wants something that just makes them feel included. Everyone wants something that they can stand by to say, here are the rules I live by. This is how I do things. This is why I do things. And they want to use that as a barometer for how they live their life, just for guidance, just for a sense of purpose. Even the people who want to act like they don't. Like here's a group of people who really just want to feel like they have a purpose. And this gives them that purpose in the same way that people who are devout members of whatever religion do. And now obviously there's some pretty big differences between like more traditional religions and Satanism. And I'm not about to sit up here extolling the virtues of a religion and an organization that I don't know anything about outside of a documentary and some YouTube clips. But I do think that as the, at the core As humans, we all want a purpose in life. And these people really embody that. It's kind of like a new, I hate to use the word millennial, but a new like millennial way of finding your purpose and finding your spirituality. Also, they just got tax exempt status. So they are officially considered a quote, real religion. And to that, once again, I say go off, which is why out of five stars, this is a five out of five for me. This is the only, I think, Okay, it's been like six episodes, but out of the six episodes, this is the only doc that I've given five stars to other than Tickled. So it's really only like the weird niche group docs that I give five stars to. The movie wasn't even done yet. And I was up in the theater like, oh, this is definitely getting five stars. This is so good. And that doesn't mean I'm trying to be a Satanist or anything, but I really admire the effort. And I like the way the director showed the community and really brought out the humanity in this group of people who otherwise you would just think that there's some weirdos based on the news clip. And I really think that what they're doing is cool. And the documentary was so well executed. They got great um, sound bites out of people. They got people to really get emotional, but it seemed like the people, honestly, it seemed like they were wearing their heart in their sleeves, but the doc just really, really brought it together. And, and it really gave you insight into this group of people who you don't really come across every single day, why they joined. I really felt like I understood like, okay, I see why someone would join this and you're doing a good thing and you're making a positive impact on the community for the most part. It was so well shot. It was so well edited. I love women documentary filmmakers. Um, It also had a great tempo to it. The comedic timing was there. It was great. Like it was informative, but it was also enjoyable. They had a historical context, but also like it was funny and modern and easy to follow. Not only did it profile a group who, as far as everyone else is concerned, they're just assumed to be weirdos, but it painted them as people who are just like everyone else. And once you found out why they joined, it was just so much more heartwarming to see that. There were so many different types of people involved. It was just like really delightful to watch. I would watch this again now. And I saw this like a week ago. It was great. To me, the best documentaries are about things and people who you'll probably never encounter in your everyday life unless you go looking. But those are also the ones who really open your eyes to who's out there, what they're doing and just their humanity. This is a must-see doc. Like I am so serious, whether you're religious, whether you're not religious, even if you are religious, you must be a little bit curious. Like even if you're pissed off, you must be curious about it. Satisfy that curiosity. It's so good. It's so interesting. It's five stars from Tia, no cap. Look it up. I'll put the link for the trailer in the show description. And I'll also link the film's website so you can see when the screening is coming to a theater near you. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you in two weeks.